This is ONA on air from ONA 22 in Los Angeles, California. Inspiring and supporting innovation and excellence in digital journalism, boldly innovating to better engage and inform the public. I'm Mike Rowe, reporting for ONA On Air from ONA 22 in Los Angeles. Telling stories using illustrations is as old as cave paintings. Comics have long been part of the news industry through editorial cartoons and the Sunday funnies. But some organizations are using the sequential storytelling of comics to deliver information to the audience in a way that really gets them to pay attention. Hannah Good is an editor at the Washington Post, as well as a comic artist herself. She spoke about the power of comics journalism as part of a panel at this year's Online News Association conference. And I caught up with her after the panel to talk more about the power comics can have. It's so visceral. You're seeing it happen, you're reading the quotes, and the artistic style is different than, you know, capturing documentary photography. You can capture, as I like to say over and over again, the emotional truth of what happened. You can really dig into what it felt like versus what actually happened. Fans of the medium, which includes comic strips, comic books, and other forms of sequential visual storytelling, have spent decades explaining that comics aren't just for kids. Visual journalist Brian Williamson from Voice of America was among those who shared his work, which uses longer-form comics to tell extended narratives. The reporter and the comic artist aren't necessarily a part of the story, so there might be multiple voices, people being profiled. Additionally, there might be more reporting, some narration that goes along with the story. VOA's comics are about serious stuff, really hard things. Comics about, you know, abortions, hysterectomies, mastectomies, queer dating, like, those are not for children. (laughs) They are firmly for adult audiences, and adult audiences deserve to be delighted and feel just excited about the things that they're reading. Hannah loves comics, but she faces the same resource struggles as other news organizations of all sizes. She's only ever been able to illustrate one comic for The Post, due to the huge amount of time it takes to illustrate a story compared with the time spent writing one. It can be intense just to do the illustration, and that's not to mention the research and reporting that go into journalistic comics. I lately have been struggling with my own artistic practice because it is such a big part of my daily job that I sit down at the end of the day and I don't have it in me sometimes, so still figuring that out. Instead, she often writes comics and works with other artists to illustrate them. The reality is it's so hard. It takes so long. A 10-panel comic that is autobio for me takes minimum 10 hours. So if you're reporting, you're thinking about every interview is maybe an hour. (laughs) Writing the script is several hours. Um, I don't have the time to do that. (laughs) So, yeah, it is a bandwidth question. This is not my job yet. I hope it will be someday. But for now, I am doing it in the crevices of all of the other work that I have. Panelist Michelle Kinnar, art director and co-founder of Borderless Magazine, shared a particularly ambitious comic project that Borderless tackled. Each of these different comics we're talking about take different amount of time. This one took us years to produce. This was a massive undertaking. You know, as opposed to the Washington Post, we'll do one every week. So there's definitely different scales of workflow and how deep you can get into it. There are an infinite number of ways for you to make comics in your own newsroom. The panelists encouraged everyone to just start somewhere. Whether that's telling someone in a meeting that we should do this, drawing something yourself, or taking a story you've already reported and adding illustrations. 
anything that gets the ball rolling. And his colleague, Post editor Rachel Orr, explained how she managed to start publishing comics and getting early buy-in in their newsroom. Our visuals team runs the Instagram account, and that was the place I had the most control over. I didn't have to convince editors that comic storytelling was worthwhile. I could try it on Instagram, get some data. It was really successful like pretty immediately. And then I could point to those numbers and then say, let's see what happens when we publish them on the website. For me, it's meant basically telling people, like ad- advocating for myself, like yeah. write, writing memos all the time, making sure that the people at the top know that this is something outside of my job that Mm -hmm. I do, and I deserve to be compensated for it, our artists deserve to be compensated for it, and Rachel and I, my colleague Rachel Orr, never shut up about how we should be getting more space in the room, more, more of the mic to do cool stuff, because really interesting things happen when we're given those trust and resources. You can check out the full panel for more comics journalism pro tips, including process, finding artists, and how you can start making comics. For ONA On Air, I'm Mike Rowe. Online News Association is the world's largest digital journalism association.